Today on The Breakdown, oh, we've got all your favorites here. All the best people are here. Brent Kenny, he's here. Sean Perry, your favorite, he's here. Carrie Katz, everyone's favorite lone baron, he's here. And maybe this is going to become your favorite one day. A man who will worm his way into your heart much the way a cancer a cell will warm its way into an, you know, uncancerous cells. Scott Ball. Scott Ball is also here. You're like, who's Scott Ball? Why do I care about Scott Ball? Oh, I'll tell you why you care about Scott Ball. He won two bracelets in the most recent WSOP, you person. So think about that. We're four left here in a 10K buy-in Poker Go Cup. And Bryn Kenny going to have some interesting decisions. Kerry Katz. Going to have some interesting decisions. And Scott Ball, also part of this and possibly going to have some interesting decisions. A lot of money on the line. Always your favorites. They finally come back. They finally come home. The prodigal son returns on the breakdown. With Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I was on the borderline of insanity. <laughs> Which part? The, the, all of it. Yeah. The prodigal son returns? <laughs> I don't know. Who's that? I Carrie Katz? Never Kenny, baby. Sean Perry didn't get any any fun decisions. He doesn't get any fun decisions? He's not in the hand. Oh. He's a garbage But person. you mentioned him before. Well, he's in. he's at the table. Why'd you mention him if he didn't have any decisions in the hand? I wanted to. He's like clickbait. <laughs> yeah, Sean Perry is massive clickbait. <laughs> well, people know when we when we do Sean Perry, we often tell a funny story about Sean Perry, and um, so maybe they'd be like, "Oh, maybe they'll have a maybe they'll tell a different story instead of the same one that they always tell." You yeah. Know? Nope. Not going to do that. No, we're not going <laughs> to do a different story either. No, same um, story. And I don't know if, <laughs> if you would say if you could say Carrie Katz is everybody's favorite lone baron. I think he might oh. be like top five for most people. But how many people actually have him number one well, in the lone baron rankings? That's fair. You know, the guy who comes to mind right away is the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ah, uh, yeah, Gilbert. Yeah, Dan Gilbert. Right. Yeah, he's a uh, great lone baron. Yeah, he's top of the top of the pops. Now uh, I don't know if this guy counts as a baron, but he's got a lot of cultural importance right now as a yeah. as a lone guy who is the guy from uh, episode one of Squid Game who like. Beats him up in the bathroom. That guy is my favorite lone baron. He's a lone shark. He's not a lone baron. He's I mean, got, he's got a much smaller he has a team. kingdom. He has a team. He has he, he has like a, an empire. People are afraid that's, of this guy. That's lack. He's though. everywhere. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't count him as a baron. To me, the barons are the guys with the animal masks. You know, but they're not all in lone stuff. We don't know what they're in. I mean, it seems like probably child pornography or something based on the well, way they were portrayed. I don't think that's how they make their money, though. I think they're just into child right, pornography. Right, right. It's really different. With their weird American accents because they didn't think it was going to be a hit outside of Korea, so they didn't think it mattered. <laughs> like, the way they talk is very strange. But that, that is a very strange episode. Obviously, if you haven't seen Squid Game, spoilers. I mean, you're not going to know anything about <laughs> what true. we're saying. It actually won't spoil much. And, of course, you've seen Squid Game because everyone's seen Squid Game. Um, yeah. But that is visually one of the more extraordinary episodes I've ever seen, like, of television. Like, like think about, like, not so much their masks, but, like, the uh, the whole epi- series is really incredible visually, yeah. I guess. But, like, the servants and how the servants are dressed and they're used as furniture and, like, like mm. all that stuff in that room is so incredible. Like, it's mm. really really an amazing thing. And you're saying this because you want to be one of the mask guys someday. <laughs> <laughs> I, you have you have to aspire to something. Yeah. yeah. 
I want me, Mr. Wonderful, and Mark Cuban to all be like watching people like trying to like cross a glass bridge. I'm like, hey, I lost another million to you, Cube. You know? <laughs> yeah, like that. Uh, so I smoke a cigar and force some, you know, yeah. servant to bring me food that they don't want to bring me. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Sounds like the lovey dream. <sighs> one one day, <laughs> one day, guys. So we're not counting the guy from episode one as a baron. I don't see how because Gilbert could. is too obvious of an answer for like. I know he's a common answer. It's like I don't want to say Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time because yeah. it's so easy to say it. Like yeah. Gilbert, Gilbert has fucked the most people over in the loan game of maybe anybody you can think of. It's possible more than Katz has certainly. You'd, you'd say. Yeah, I would say that's he owns a, he true. owns an NBA team. I don't think Katz has that type of yeah. power. I think, I think does he also own the the um, Browns? I think he owns an NFL oh, he, team. Yeah, also. he might. Um, Okay, so those of you who are like, what does Kerry Katz do? Because I'm not in on the joke, so Kerry Katz is... He owns Poker Go, so that's one thing. That is true. But what, but his, what we're talking about is that he's behind like student loans. He like, right. owns a massive student loan business that has brought him at least hundreds of millions, maybe billions? Maybe billions. I don't know. I don't know. Crazy amounts of money. Uh-huh. I can say that. Crazy, crazy, crazy amounts yeah. of money that he plays in all these events and doesn't care if he wins or not. Right. Because um, Poker Go is not making money. No, it never has. Yeah. For sure. Um, maybe one day it's not an unreasonable service. I mean, I like that it exists and I, uh, you know, I applaud Carrie for taking it to the next level. Yeah. Like, which they have. Yeah. Yeah. So good, good for that. You know, if you can like survive with poker go and like only lose a little bit of money over time, you, maybe you can build enough of a user base and an audience that you can eventually, there's an exit where you can sell it for a lot of money as, as the world gets more fragmented, you know, there's That's, also a break even point, you know, like, like the blockbuster executives were unwilling to listen about, like, you know, we just need this many subscribers and it's going to be fine. We'll start printing money with our digital oh, service. Yeah, 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 that's right. And of course, we're going to get them because we're Blockbuster. But no, we're not going to listen to that. We're just going to go ahead and stick to the old physical rentals. It didn't work out. No. I'm going to say that. There still is one Blockbuster in the United States. In but Bend, Oregon. That's right. But only one. It's called The Last Blockbuster. There's, in fact, a documentary about it even. Yeah. Um, I I've, been, I've been there. Is it on Netflix? Is that, is that a documentary? Because that's yeah, amazing. That's Netflix is. really like showing out a little I think, bit. Right? I think they waited the appropriate amount of time yeah. before doing a documentary like that where it had been like nine years since Blockbuster yeah. went under and it's like, we're not really twisting the knife at this point. There's no, there's no nerve endings left there. I think that's probably true. Um, but there's someone somewhere who's like, fuck you, Netflix. Somebody, right? So there's some ex-executive. Like a, like a huge like uh, Diamond Hands Blockbuster investor. Oh. Yeah, that type of person that that as well as like yeah, people who work there maybe who like no longer yeah. have the incredible high paying jobs because right you know, they thought they thought analog was the future instead yep. of digital. I mean, that, that the thing that would be really hurtful about that is a, a member of the executive part of Blockbuster is probably a lot of them thought digital was the future and they just couldn't get it through. In fact, know? that is absolutely true. Yeah. No, they they were the guy who was in charge of digital at Blockbuster knew it was the future. Um, Pushed really hard for it, and they 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 brought in a um, the guy. Oh, I can't remember his name, but there's a a guy who's basically he's a, like a billionaire, and he goes around and buys up big chunks of companies, and then forces his venture capital. It's not venture capital, oh. but he's uh, I don't he's he's a name. If I said you'd be like, oh, that guy, I've heard of him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He does um, hostile takeovers. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so he so he like bought like ten percent of Blockbuster. So he was like the most powerful guy on the board, and could force his way, and really didn't want. He just wanted to sell Blockbuster for parts anyway. Yeah. But so like, but they put um, people in charge who were really interested in doing what they did. And they basically said to the guy who was 
who was finally had built up enough of a thing for Blockbuster that they were close, right? Yeah. They were like six months away from like breaking even. And then once you break even, you're going to be fine yeah. with Blockbuster with the, with the whole digital um, idea. So they said, yeah, we're, shut, we're just putting no more money into this at all. We're just shutting it down. And the guy said, well, listen, first of all, that's a terrible idea. But if you're going to do it, let's sell all of our people to Netflix. Like Netflix will buy all of our people from us. Like yeah. Netflix is big now. We can make, you know, like, I don't know, $50 million, $100 million. It's just sitting there. And they're like, nope. And so they just shut it down, and all those people went to Netflix anyway because it did, Blockbuster Online didn't exist anymore, and Netflix got all those people for free. You when can, they sell, you can they, sell people? That doesn't sound You sell legal. your user base. You're, no, you sell your <laughs> user base. Um, and in fact, Netflix w- was negotiating with that guy, and yeah. he knew what, how much they were willing to pay, and they were willing to pay for that because they wanted to do it right away. You yeah. know, they, didn't wanna, they also didn't want anyone else to spring up and take those people away from them. Right. You know, but... Yeah, so it was one of the worst business decisions ever. You know, also Netflix um, started because of late fees. Right. You know, like it was. Yeah, for those who are younger and don't actually know the history of Netflix, it was not a streaming service at first. They sent you DVDs in the mail instead of you going to a physical store to get the DVDs. And they're like, there's no late fees on these. You just don't get your next DVD until they send it back. Right. Now, I think it's possible the vision always was to try and get where we are. Yeah. But. They didn't know if they could actually, technologically, they could pull that off at the time, right. you know. And then, and it took them a long time, even once they started, to actually successfully do that. You know, they really struggled with streaming for a, a year or two, I think, before they. Well, it's it's, it's a tough sell out. to the general public. They don't quite get it yet. Also, the quality wasn't great. They didn't yeah. have great. They didn't have great selection, and they obviously fixed all of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it is maybe among the worst business decisions of all time because Blockbuster would have almost certainly beaten Netflix had yeah. they had they paced them as oh. far as like technology and stuff like that. They had way more money. Yeah, they had all the they user the brand. base built in, and they they even had this great idea, which was which they did, which was you we send you the movies and you can send them back, or you can just return them to a Blockbuster and the Blockbuster stores everywhere, and then we'll give you two movies right there. Yeah, so you can do it any way you want. And I actually dropped Netflix for Blockbuster at the time because it was a better deal. Yeah. Uh, I remember they, this. Because they had streaming, too, at the time? Um, they eventually got it. By that time, I was back on Netflix, yeah. I think. But, uh, but just the notion of, like, because in the old days, you'd have to, like, mail it out back to Netflix, and they'd wait till they... First, they'd wait till they got them to send you new stuff, but eventually, it was, like, once the post office said, oh, we see it, then they started sending you stuff. But Blockbuster, you could literally get the... You could, that day, be like, I'm going to return these, walk down the street, run down the block, usually. I live in New yeah. York City. There was one right there. Hand them in, pick any two movies I wanted, and leave for free. You know, and I did that all the time. It was incredible. Yeah, that, that would have been a way to crush Netflix if they stuck with that. You know, they had Alec Baldwin doing their ads. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he went to Hulu. He did Hulu's ads for a while. He did. And, um, and you know, now, now things got dark. But anyway. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> not doing any ads right now. Um, okay, but let's talk about Sean Perry. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play the hand at all, just like last time. I want to say one thing about Sean Perry. I said this to you before we started. So I watched this whole um, final table. And I started with, you know, I'm not a big Sean Perry fan based on the stories we've tell, we've told on this, like the, the, whatever the, the lawyer casino, story. yeah, the uh, the IQ story, yeah. and of course the Dan Coleman story. Yeah, those are really the only things I know. And anytime he's at any of these tables, he's talking so much, and he just seems annoying. I have to admit, I was not annoyed by him at all in this final table, and even found myself at times rooting for him, which was weird. Hmm. But I don't know if he's changed or if just like I didn't really give him a chance. I'm not really sure, but. I did not dislike him at all, which was interesting. And by the way, I didn't think he made any poker mistakes. Either. Is this your like, public apology? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I didn't think, and also, like, I kind of rooted against him partially because of that IQ thing, 
where I'm like, oh, he's probably a bad poker player. But again, I didn't see him make any. I don't think I've ever seen him make any obvious bad poker plays, mm. um, which, you know, I see lots of guys do, even like well-known people do. Um, I feel like Kerry Katz does them all the time. Uh, sorry, Kerry. But like Sean, I really don't see him making, have any, at least leaks that are obvious to me. So anyway. You're old enough that you don't have student loans anymore, so you can say stuff like that about exactly. Because he's going to put the squeeze on you if you've got any. <laughs> if he's got any piece of you, which he usually does. Yeah. No, he's like, oh, you like those eight percent? How about how about twenty five percent? Because I'm just fucking with the dials. I just turn. I just turn a literal dial in my office, and yeah. and you're in debt for your life. Congratulations. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he loves these podcasts where we talk about how he's a, a loan shark, basically. Well, you know what? Don't be such a loan shark, then. Yeah. Like, whatever, man. You're part of the problem. Yeah, you are. I mean, you may be a nice guy. You seem like a nice guy, but it doesn't mean you're not part of the problem. You absolutely are. That's all. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Levy, keeping it real. That's right. You come to me for truth, Carrie. You know who you can trust to keep it real is Ty Dog 4444 Whoa. Who suggested this actually as a second on Discord. He said, I also suggest this because his pungency suggested it on Discord. And I did not know we were in the presence of royalty on Discord, but apparently we've had a secret king in our midst. And uh, here he is, his pungency, suggesting this hand. It doesn't have to be a king. It should just be royalty. Is that true? Yeah, sure. When you say his ex? Yeah. Okay. Diana, they, they said, I don't really know what her, they said. Her Diana? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they said about her. Her pungency. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm wrong about that, but let's just go with it. Let's just assume I'm right. Can we do that one time? I think that's a dangerous precedent to set for the world. <laughs> We're going to just all believe me and not check anything. No fact checking for once, okay? Like smash cut to a week from now, stoplights don't work. <laughs> like, everything, is, everything is in disarray. There are worms everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we trust Jonathan Levy? And I'm like, did I do that? <laughs> the classic know. Urkel. Yeah. yeah, and then... I'll be like, I came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're sprinkling a little Al Gore into yourself there? The, the oh, wow. Wow. That's a f- common misconception, the Al Gore thing. The internet thing? Yeah, yeah of course. But uh, yeah, but you just had to like keep it alive. You're, help, you're helping the world with misinformation and disinformation and wisinformation. Well, at least we're not exclusive to any podcast service. So, you know. That is true. We don't have to worry about, you know. Getting Taylor Swift s- removing her songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because I said Al Gore on the podcast. I mean, you know, Carrie Katz might have tried to exert some influence, but on who? On what? Oh, you can pay us off. That's your only move. We are, we are. Kill me or pay me off. We are but a whisper. <laughs> you can reach out, but you cannot grab us. Wow. We are everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Also, you can just hand me money. I will stop but bullying you. Yeah. <laughs> For cash. <laughs> That's really cool of you. <laughs> That's called protection. That's a protection game. It's a good good racket. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why people do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, people do lots of things, though, that I don't think are good rackets. Yeah. Like, you know, be the president or something. Like, that doesn't seem fun. <laughs> I would yeah. not do that. That, does, that seems like a terrible job. Yeah. Bad Pro- racket. Professional poker player is a desired job for a lot of people, and that's yes. what uh, Bryn Kenny is. Yes, he is, uh, as is... Scott Ball, probably. Probably is a professional. I mean, he's got player. two bracelets in the last year and has some significant results in, in uh, high buy-in tournaments, too. You, you did hear me talking about Scott Ball, so you may, just have, you may feel like you just have know, know this, but what's Scott Ball's hand in? It's time to play. Ooh, okay. I don't know if he was doing, thinking around for a, a long time before he had recent success yeah. or not. I'm going to go with... Uh, 
I'm going to go with the old uh, 2.4 million. 1.3. So okay. I can't give you that one. All right. But you never heard of the guy. Right. So it's a little tougher. Like, usually you have to have heard of the guy, to, and then you're weirdly right on. I'm not going to penalize you for that one. Yeah. This time. You can't do Cats or Kenny because we've already done those guys. Yeah, you know. And Sean are. Perry, we did also. Did we? You were relatively, it was like 2.1 or something like that. 5.2, actually. Oh, he so. must, he, may, he maybe he's had some results recently. 5.2, who cares? He's like, everything, everything's good in the Sean Perry verse, yeah. you motherfuckers. <laughs> um, he did win $600,000 in, because uh, he, he finished fourth in a 100K buy in at the World Series. And he won another, eh, you know, these are all just 300K. Wins and stuff. He doesn't have any like seven figure okay. scores. I guess I just misremembered that one. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, let's get to maybe the hand. Professional poker player Bryn Kenny is on the button. Okay. He's not in the cutoff. He's on the button. Yep. Okay. You would know. Yep. Your grand. I think I know why you think he's in the cutoff. And it's where it's how he's sitting. It's because of what Scott Ball does. That's why you think he's in the cutoff. You, oh, that is exactly probably right. Maybe. I think that's true. What's what exactly I, probably right? Maybe I do know what Scott Ball does, and I think that is why I thought that probably. Maybe. And I think you're going to have a thing or two to say about it. I think I am. And Scott Ball's better than you, so you're going to have to retract it. We'll find out. Okay. Um, so Bryn Kenny has 3.7 million. We're at 30k, 60k with four players remaining. It was not a big field. It was 80 players. Yeah. Uh, pretty tough field based on recent busouts. Like, oh uh, man, Stephen Chidwick, some other people who are good. Every, I, uh, yeah, Sam Saverell. Yeah, Darren Elias. Yep. Darren Elias. Is Went out fifth. Yeah, it's it's a. I mean, this is the Poker Go Cup. It's it's a pretty tough field, and it's a small. It's field. It's a very different 10k average skill than the main event of the World Series of yeah. Poker. I mean, only 80 entries. Um, Dan Shack. Okay, he doesn't count. Brock Wilson, who you may not have heard of, Grant, but has been doing very well in all these Poker Go okay. events. Um, Ali Imsirovich finished eighth. It's just Nick Shulman finished eleventh. I mean, it's it's impressive. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So we have four remaining. It's like an 80K payout right now. Yes, that's right. Everyone's got 80K. And first is 200K. Exactly. Bryn Kenny's on the button with 3.7 million at 60K big blind. Okay. So 50, 60 blinds. Yeah, 60 blinds. Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. He has king three off on the button. He's king of diamonds, three of clubs, going to open to 120. Fine. You can open it. You can fold it too if you want because Kerry Katz is in the big blind with only a million in his stack. So you could fold because of that. Um, Scott Ball, famous Scott Ball. Which is his new nickname. It's a good nickname. Yeah. Famous Scott Ball is 3.2 million in the small blind. So over 50 bigs. Yep. He's got ace deuce of clubs, and Jonathan Levy hates it. He's going to flat. <laughs> okay. I hate it a little bit less that they're between the two of these guys, they're 50 bigs effective. Yeah. Makes it a little bit better. Than right? if they were like 30 or something? Yeah. Yeah. 30 feels like really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I still prefer a three bet, especially against Bryn Kenny's button range. Like, oh my God. But I can understand the notion of like, Bryn is so fucking crazy. <laughs> He's just going to format me so much. Yeah. Bryn, Bryn earlier on, I, don't, I think it was even against Ball. He does this. I'm pretty sure it was against Ball. It was against Ball. I'm just remembering. Where Ball three-bet him with some cheesy hand. And Bryn, no, like ace-jack, actually. And Bryn just four-bet with eight-seven off and then showed it when, when Ball folded. And there was, it was buttoned against small blind. And it was ah. just like, no reason to do it, except Bryn's like, eh, I think he's weak. And I don't know if Bryn has a good read or if he just does this sometimes. It's quite possible that Bryn has a good read on people yeah. phys- physically yeah. because he's so good exploitatively doing things that nobody else gets away with at the highest levels. It does seem to be true. Yeah. Um, so it's possible. But so then I can understand where, where Scott Ball's like, uh, this is a hand that actually could see a flop, is ahead of his range, 
it's not ideal, but this way I get to actually see the flop. I can, and we're we're deep enough that I can at least. I think it's I think it's defensible at a minimum. Yeah, and it's I think it's fine. Like I still prefer a three bet because Brian Kenny's not going to four bet us with cheese that often, right? He's going to yeah. do it more than everyone else, so I can understand the problem. But still, we're out of position. It, this is a hand that plays so much better in position anyway, right? You know, yeah. especially when there's a guy behind us when we call. Like now, we're bringing in Kerry uh, Katz like some huge percentage of the time. It's not great either. Although Kerry Katz started the hand with, uh, you know, not that many blinds. He's got like 17 blinds. Yeah, but it's only one blind to call. Yeah. Right? So he's getting like six to one immediately. Well, Scott Ball does call. Let's talk about if Kerry okay. Katz should call. Okay. Because he's got a million. So about 17 blinds. King of Hearts, 10 of Diamonds in the big blind. Interesting. So, okay. He obviously shouldn't fold. Right. right. So is it a shove or a call? Feels like a shove. Well, let's ask the question we have to ask ourselves is not really about getting through Bryn, right? It's about yeah. can we get through Scott Ball? And with this hand, I think we can. Yeah, like, I think we can. But but can we get through his range here that's flatting Bryn, that decides to flat Bryn here? We could have some fear that Ball's flat is because we have a shove stack behind. Yes. Right, where he's got like two eights. Yeah. And or he's got ace he's got ace jack suited and he's like, Well, obviously I'm calling the shovel. Or he's Even got even king, or he's got kings and he's like, This oh, is yeah. yeah, you know. Uh, by the way, and if it doesn't work, guess what? I have a really surprising hand. And yeah. it's Bryn Kenny who's gonna fire away, like it's not so bad, right? Yeah. Um yeah. So that's a little problematic. You don't love that he makes the call when we've got yeah. seventeen blinds. Um still it can't be that bad to shove. It can't be. There's what, three hundred and thirty K in the pot, and we started the hand with a million. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, what are we getting called by? Uh, the only kings that are calling us are king, ace, queen. king. I don't think king, queen's calling. Probably not. So tens, it's like ace, ten. If Ken, Kenny can have us dominate, obviously Kenny can have jacks and pocket tens and ace, ten and decide to call. Yeah. Um, but we're not dominated very often is what I'm getting to here. Like, I guess, yeah, just, we're just not. Ace, king, big pocket pairs, Maybe Ace-10 are the only things they're calling. Ace-10 may even find a fold. Like, it's weird if you're Bryn Kenny, you've got Scott behind you, if you have Ace-10. If Scott Ball has Ace-10 suited, he's probably going to call. Probably. Yeah. Right? The other thing... But not necessarily. In favor of, of moving in is that... Um, oh, actually, you know what? What? Cat says 1.12 million, so it's a little different. It's closer to 20 blinds. Still, it's, no, that's it's basically, okay. the, basically it's the same a, discussion. It's a squeeze stack, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's basically the same discussion, but it might lead you a little bit more towards the call versus the shove. Um, you just have a little more playability in mm. general. Yeah. But the second shortest stack is Sean Perry with 1.9 million. So it's not really like a huge deal to hang on for a bit longer. Like it might take a really long time for the next player to bust. You probably have to make some moves. I want to say this too. So there are four players at this table, right? It's Bryn Kenny, Scott Ball, Sean Perry, and Kerry Katz. Yeah. I don't know if Kerry knows this, but I watched this final table. Kerry is the worst player at this table, and it's not really that close. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not me trying to pick on him, but, like, like really, he has leaks in his game that these guys don't have. Um, he's calling, like, a lot from the small blind. Like Scott Ball? Like Scott Ball does here, but, like, when Kerry's doing it with, like, suited connectors when he's got less than 20 blinds. Mm. Um, this wasn't just this. Actually, I watched a different final table where he did the, this kind of stuff that he just played the other day, so it's, like, three days after this event. But still, it's the same thing. He's got, like, none of these guys are going to do that. Um, Scott Ball's not going to do that. Like, he's not going to call 8-7 suited when he's got 19 blinds and the button opens, right? From the small blind. He's just not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but Kerry's doing that regularly. Regularly. Um, there's, a, there's other stuff he's doing, too, which, where his bet sizing is pretty transparent. And uh, I just... 
I just think he, of all people, should be looking up the variants. He's the richest guy at the table. Yep. Anyway, he doesn't fear. I mean, I don't know if any of these guys really fear these money jumps, except maybe Scott Ball. Yeah. Like, the way these guys play, like, Sean Perry and Brent Kenny literally are going all in blind against each other. Did it once for over 30 blinds, effective, um, just because when they were forehanded at one point. So, like, they're not really taking it too seriously. Still, you're going to get a lot of folds, and your carry cats, what do you care? I, I think we should mostly pull the trigger here. Yeah. Like, we're not good enough to, like, call with King-10 off and figure have that it out. Be a better, have that be a more profitable play against these two players in this spot than just shoving, I think. I agree. Do you think if it were Stephen Chidwick, a call is a better play? I do. Yeah. I do. I think if it's Sean Perry, a call is a better play. Yeah. Those yeah are do reasonable. you agree? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. So Kerry Katz does call, so we're going to be three-handed, and we're going to be three-handed for a bit too long, so there will not be solver work no! on. No! solver work. No one talked to me about this. I did not okay this. You know you've lost all decision-making power in mm. this arrangement a yeah. long time ago, so this is just performative. People talking to you is not yeah. a thing that happens when oh. it comes to these things. I thought people talked and to me we talked. We did talk. We did talk before the podcast about you not pretending that you had more power than you did yeah, like you we keep did. doing. We did. We because you know why? Because we don't want it to be a week from now and the traffic lights do not work anymore. Yeah. If we give Jonathan but, Levy too much power, things, but, things go poorly. But I didn't know is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. And I want to have known. You can want whatever you want. Can we? Thank you. Thank you. Ashley. You have permission. <laughs> okay. But I don't want to have to ask for permission. I want you to want to just give me that permission. Well, maybe if you were an entirely <laughs> different person, that could be the case. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I can... That's well, something. We, gotta, we just got to keep society functioning, man. It's the greater good. It's not my greater good. It's okay. my lesser good. <laughs> that's fine for everybody else, yeah. though. Yeah. You, people don't care about me. Why can't the listeners save me? Listeners, I mean, I'm trapped. The thing is, they can, and yet it's been years. <laughs> <laughs> There's been, you know, like um, when back in the day, like in the 60s, when there were the hostages, the Vietnam, it's not hostages, but POWs in Vietnam. Yeah. And they would like, uh, like blink Morse code yeah. sometimes. And like, like that was pretty neat, by the way. Yeah. They'd be like, I'm being tortured. Do not listen to what I'm actually saying. You know, right. um, like I have been effectively doing Morse code for seven years on this show and no one has come to my rescue. Now, is that because no one out there is... My, my, my codes are too good? Or is it because the, a much more heartbreaking thing is people are getting into Morse well, code? Well, they, they know the combination of things that we don't want to happen, which is you just listen to whatever Jonathan says and, and yeah. take it as fact, like you suggested earlier. Sure. Um, and we give Jonathan power to do stuff. Yeah. See, if you do those two things together, <laughs> society ceases to function. I'll take just... Power to do stuff. Society, I'll take that. Society will definitely cease to function. See, even just one of those things. That's how <laughs> awesome I am. I can destroy everyone. Yeah. Save me! <laughs> can we save Carrie Cats? Okay. Let's find out. These sharks. Anyway, so, there's uh, 420K in the pot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Marijuana. 420 in the pot. Uh, heading to the flop. We got Bryn Kenny with King 3 off. Scott Ball, Ace Deuce of Clubs in the small blind. Carrie mm-hmm. Cats, King 10 off in the big blind. Yeah. Nitrogen sports. It's what's for dinner. It could be. You better call a doctor. Just every time? <laughs> just every time with that? Yeah. There is a link in the description of this podcast that takes you to Nitrogen Sports. You sign up there. You get access to Poker Guys exclusives. Oh. You know? It's not off the rack, man. It's in the back room. It's exclusive. Like, like you have to ask the sales associate, can I get the Poker Guys exclusive? And they're like, I don't know. Did you use the link? Oh. Did you use the link? It's like a funnier diet exclusive. It's like that. 
dated <laughs> reference, but yes, it is. That's if you like, watch a lot of YouTube videos, you might still see that sometimes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, the kids don't watch YouTube anymore. Oh, they don't? What do they do? I don't know, because TikTok, I'm sure, is well past its prime uh, now. It's whatever the next thing is. I watch a lot of YouTube. A lot of YouTube. You, YouTube and me are, like, tight. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It was not pre-pandemic. That did not happen. But, wow, did I discover. Google knows depths, everything about you. The depths of YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, YouTube has stuff where, you know, first of all, they do at the top where they like have all the different categories because you can be like, oh, I just want to, you know, you to, to watch videos about cryptocurrencies. It's like, like it's like 20 different topics or subtopics. They're all things, of course, that I'm already interested in. And then there's the new to you button. Have you seen this? No. You click new to you and it gives you more things that are, are in your interest, but by different um, content creators that you've never seen, that you, never, that you don't watch and maybe not never heard of and don't know about. So it's like, here's other you know, cryptocurrency videos. Here's other science fiction breakdowns about, you know, movie breakdowns and stuff or, or whatever is your bag. Yep. Anyway, it's, it's, it's not as good as it's... So now you guys <laughs> know what Jonathan's into. <laughs> anyway. oh, I'm just using that as examples. Right, of course. Why would anyone think I was into movies, science fiction movies, especially in cryptocurrency? Is that what it's called? Nitrogen, by the, oh, nitrogen, nitrogen by the way, <laughs> is a Bitcoin-only poker site. <laughs> yes, and is a science fiction movie, by the way. It, well, there probably is one called Nitrogen or having Nitrogen in the title. Yes. Whether or not it's good, unlikely. Um, anyway, oh, damn, so hard. Speaking of the Bitcoin-only nature of Nitrogen, if yes. you request your money, they give it to you in 90 minutes or less. They don't fuck around with your money. It's yours, and they know it. <laughs> Sports betting, casino games, all the joy you can have with Nitrogen, the, the, the monthly Poker Guys tournament, the last Sunday of every month. It's a great tournament. you got to use a link to even see that tournament. We, of course, have other promotions that run every once in a while. It's a good place. You should go there. You should hang out. Nitrogen Sports. I just got to say this. Huh. I just went to IMDB and typed Nitrogen in the search bar. Yeah. Not a single... Film or anything came up with the word nitrogen and except Jesse Nitrogen, who was a person on the crew of something in 2017. Huh. That's at least for the first 10 results. It's just people whose names are sort of spelled like nitrogen. Neutrogena is the first thing that comes up. A Neutrogena, Christian Bell, I, I don't know if it's a documentary or if it's an ad or what. Like, what the hell, man? Why is no one using... The word nitrogen. <laughs> All right, come up with a movie title with the word nitrogen in it. Nitrogen okay. death. <laughs> I mean, no problem. Nitrogen forever. Nitrogen. How about just nitrogen? That's good. Yeah. How about... Uh, it's kind of a hard word to say. The sixth nitrogen. Nitrogen. Yeah. Um, huh. Oh, you know, you do it like nitrogen and bill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. Nitrogen and ox. And it's like to Jason Statham and like, you know, his, his goofy friend, Kevin Hart. Jason Statham is nitrogen. No, Jason Statham is ox. Yeah. Kevin Hart's nitrogen. That's a great idea. You know what? You can have that, guys. There's a You're team. just giving that away? Yeah, I'm giving it away. You got to. For the people. For the people. There's lots of um, titles with nitrogen in the title of individual episodes, but they're all just referring to the element nitrogen. It yeah. Looks like, so. like nitrogen freaks me out and nitrogen and phosphorus cycles. So, you know, that would be interesting, right? That's all related to the, the, the online website. That oh, we're, I thought we were done. We are. We website. are done. But they do great work. They do. Great work. Admirable work. 420000 in the pot. Yes, there is. King Tenoff for Carrie Katz. Sure. Scott Ball, Ace, Deuce of Clubs, and the Small Blind. Having called, bring Kenny's open on the button with King of Diamonds, Three of Clubs, the flop. King of Clubs, Five of Clubs, Nine of Spades. Notably, Carrie Katz makes a better top pair 
Then Brinkenny and Scott Ball flops the nut fr- flush draw. Everyone has something. Yes. So how do you want to approach this if you're Scott Ball? Um, okay. So I think we have to know that, like, we're always getting it in against... Uh, Kerry Katz. I was going to call him Dan Shack Against Kerry Katz. Yeah. Like, what, what, however it goes on this flop, if he puts in chips... Like, if, if, if we check, he bets... Bryn folds, we're just going to get it in with him. Yeah. If we bet and he raises, we're getting in with him. Like, we're happy to get it all in right now against the whatever it is. We're, we're, we, we would be fine with it, but we would prefer everybody to fold. Of course. Yes. No, we, we'd like to be the last aggressor if possible. So we add the fold equity to our equity. Of yeah. course you're right. So we want to we wanna try and build towards that. By the way, we could have a similar plan against Bryn. Right? I mean, We're yeah, deep enough we don't have to get 50 that's, blinds that's in That's 50 blinds with a naked flush draw. We got nothing else going on. I mean, maybe our over is good sometimes. Okay. Yeah, usually our over would but be But against good. the get it in range, it's not amazing. It's not amazing, although Bryn could have um, clubs. Like Jack 10 of clubs, Queen 10 of clubs would be pretty exciting. Well, that would be great. With us. That, would be, that would be exceptional. Yeah, but that's only two combos. So Six, seven, seven, eight of clubs. Yeah, there's a few more. Six, eight. Yep. Those are all in play, too. So, okay, we're up to five. Yeah. Um, and then maybe Bryn might just lose his mind with uh, other flush draws sometimes. He is Bryn Kenny. But King of but, Clubs is out there. It's, he doesn't have, I mean, I guess you could have like Queen Four of Clubs. I think we should check and like sort of like let the, like see what happens with the world a little bit here. You know what I mean? Like if, if I don't expect we're going to see Kerry Cats just to bet into Bryn. Usually it's going to go check, check, and Bryn's going to either bet or check, right? On a King Nine, Five, Three Way flop. Yeah. Um, that's fine. If Bryn checks, I think we are betting almost all turns. Uh, if Bryn bets, we have to decide if we want to raise or call. I guess against Bryn, we're... I like raising, actually, more than calling. Bryn doesn't have that many hands he can, you know, rock and roll with. And we have a hand that we can decide to defend almost no matter what he does. So I think we should be aggressive no matter what, uh, mostly as a check race. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting to. What do you think? I, pr- I mostly agree with that. Um, it, the get-it-in range that Bryn has against us is a bit problematic, and we... Can we, we can't really check raise fold. I guess we can. We're deep enough, but that feels really weak. Oh, and bad. I don't think we can do that. I think we're going to have to go with it if yeah. we check raise. Just because Bryn can have those flush draws where we've got him in jail. Yeah. yeah. But th- we're not doing amazing against the range. We're that's not. for sure. We're not. And what are we repping? We're basically repping fives or nines, right? Yeah. That's, or, or, the, or a big combo draw. Or slow played kings. Yeah. Right. Or slow played kings once in a while. But like, we're not repping much value. Yeah. There's there. no two pairs in our range. Nope. And there's no ace king in our range. Nope. So it's like we don't ever have King Queen and like going crazy against Bryn with King Queen, right? No, I wouldn't so, think so. So that's not ideal. Right. So you don't like the idea of leading at all? Leading's okay, but we might lose the ability, like because of uh Kerry Katz's stack size, we might lose the ability to have full that equity against him by leading. That's yeah. the only concern I have. Is like we bet if Kerry has something, he may just jam. Kerry has a king, actually, like he does. Like in this exact spot, actually. This is Sort of like we don't want it to be we bet he shoves and then we have to call it yeah. off. We'd much rather check if he bets, right. Bryn folds, we get to jam on him, and then he gets to decide. And sometimes we win now, sometimes we win later. Usually he calls, though. In- well, if he, has, if he has a hand, yeah, usually you're right. Usually he calls. But again, sometimes we've also got him in jail. Yeah. I guess it's not that, it's not that different, is it? Against Kerry specifically. Like the range is the range. Like if he's getting in, he's getting in in either direction, probably. I think I like the plan of check raising. I don't know. I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of torn. Yeah. It's hard to say because I think Kenny's going to have a reasonable betting range here when Kerry is this short. He's not just going to fire off with, with four, three of hearts, you know? Like, so we're not going to have a ton of fold equity against Bryn in general, I think. Well, 
I mean, yeah, I guess that's probably true. Also, again, we don't rep that much value, and Bryn's certainly good enough to know that. Yeah. Right. You'd be like, what do you have? You got a f- you even do you even really have nines? Like almost never. Right. right. So it's like pocket fives and like one combo, not even one combo of kings, not even one combo of nines. It's just pocket fives. Cool. There's like four combos total. It's not even that much of value here. Like whatever. Yeah. I'm good with any pair. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think the story's not great. That's and, true. And if Kenny does decide to fire, it's not a range that we like to be against. Um that may be true. I don't know. Kenny is pretty aggressive. I don't know three ways. If but he's with Kerry be. Katz being so short. Yeah. The board, it's, it's also the kind of board where like people have draws. There's a lot of draws on this board, right? Like a lot yeah. of straight draws. Obviously there's flush draws too. It, it connects. It mm-hmm. connects with people. So you're right. He may be a little less inclined to just fire away with, you know, nothing. Ace 10. Yeah. Yeah. He may just check that back. That's I think he fair. probably would. Okay. Yeah. So that makes me a little less excited to check raise it, which is your point, right? Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of a crappy situation unless we make a flush later, right? Like overall, it's tough to play this hand on the flop. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's correct. I mean, we can turn an ace. That yeah, and that's be good. that can be good sometimes. We also can turn a big combo draw. You know, for a three or a four. Puts yeah, it, gives us but a with one card too. to come, our equity still diminishes. It's not great, it still diminishes versus the flop against made hands. Of course, but it's still like you know something. Anyway, Ball decides to check to start it off, which I think I'm is fine. a perfectly good decision. Yeah. Let's figure out what happens here. Again, if we just lead, what are we repping? Like, we almost always have draws, right? Like, we're really going to lead a set of fives here? Really? I yeah. just don't believe it for a second. And I think there might be a slightly more compelling argument for Cats to lead into, mm. into the aggressor here with 420K in the pot, and he's got, like, 900K back here. It's a significant pot for him at this point. He has flop top pair. If Kenny's not going to bet without having connected with this board... I don't know if we want to give a bunch of free cards on this yeah. on this texture when it's three ways and, and this pot really matters to us. It really comes down to, do we think Kenny's going to see bet light, right? If we yeah. think he's see betting light at all, then we should definitely check and yeah. like capture that value and then probably check raise all in. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, if we really think he's got checks like you were saying, and I tend to agree with you, um, like if Ace sends a check here, if... I don't know. We have to come up with some other hands. But uh, Queen 10. I don't know. Is, is he going to bet his gutters like Jack, Queen Jack? Or is he going to check those? Because he's like, can I really get folds? I, I think he's get... mostly going to check those. He might. Maybe if he has a club, he bets or something. But... Oh, like a big club. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so, yeah. But if we think he's got that, then, we, then yeah, we could just bet ourselves. Yeah. And... I, don't, I don't hate it. I mean, of course, this is all subjective. If we do think Kenny's going to bet the 3-4 of hearts, then we should definitely check. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like... I will say, like, Katz plays with Kenny a lot. Mm-hmm. He may have a sense of this. Yeah. I think, I think I would find myself checking here, but I think a lead is something to explore mm-hmm. at this stack depth specifically. Yeah, I agree. Um, Katz does check, which feels normal. Yeah. But I think he should consider leading. All right, is Kenny with King 3, do you ever check? I mean, it's hard I mean, to get called by a worse hand. Katz can call us maybe with any nine that he has. He's probably just going to fold fives most of the time with his stack depth. Unless they have something else going on with them. I mean, them. I think if Ball can have, like, 10-9 suited, which I assume he can have. Probably. An 8-9 suited, I think he's going to call once, mm-hmm. at least. I think Kerry, probably, if we don't bet huge, will call with any pair once, because we're Bryn Kenny. Yeah. Is my you think guess. he has, like, four or five of diamonds with just, like, no other prospects? Uh, I think so. I'm not 100%. I, th- I would guess he just feels like he, he knows these guys are just going to run over him if he lets them, and he just can't 
He just yeah, but sometimes the situation is something you can't yeah. avoid. Where I mean, he's just too short to like. He's just going to fold on the turn when Bryn Kennedy's going to bet the turn like all the time. Well, if you know Bryn Kennedy's going bet, bet, bet a lot, and you're not, you're not, you're you're counting on improving is the only way to like survive yeah. this. Then you should just fold. Like right. I know, I know. I said I don't think Brink Kenny's going to bet a lot of his air here, but once he does bet this flop, I think he has a lot of bets on the turn if he gets called. Maybe not if he gets called in two spots, but if he gets called in one mm. spot. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, depending on what the turn is, there's a lot of turn cards that are going to be scary, and and it's going to check through. Cause yeah, but if you like, have four or five of diamonds, those cards aren't like comfortable for you anyway. That is absolutely true. Yeah. But if it checks through, that's good. I mean, maybe you're winning sometimes. A little bit, but then he may bet the river. Yeah, and, and there's like, you don't hell. know what you're yeah. dealing with. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Also, you don't, you'd so much rather have like ace five than four or five, not because like, oh, we make a better two pair if we improve, because if an ace comes, that's the kind of card that Bryn will absolutely represent. Yep. yep. And uh, a four or a five will often be cards Bryn will be less inclined to represent. Yes, certainly. Yeah. Yep. So ultimately, do you think Bryn should be betting all the time with King Three here? I guess so. I mean, I think it's close. He's got a terrible kicker, like you were implying. It's hard to get a lot of action with this hand in this spot um, from worse hands. Uh, the draws may not play it safe. Yeah, you know, they may raise us, and then what are we doing with King Three? Uh, everyone who's got a better king is like really got us in trouble and there are absolutely better kings out there. Like yeah. both players can have better kings. Yeah. Ball could recently. have ball could have King Queen. King Jack suited. Maybe King Ten suited. Yeah. Carrie can have probably all those hands too. Carrie's got a lot of kings and got almost all the kings. And most of say. them are better than King Three. Yeah. So like not great. And because of the nature of this board with King Nine Five, like even King Six rates to play. The six rates to play a fair yeah. amount. So, you know, well, maybe not a fair amount, but enough King that, 8, enough, King eight that it a fair amount. Yeah. You know, King 8. Um, it's not great. It's, it's, so that makes me want to check, but because we're three-handed and there's like so many weird like draw or like pieces that people have, I feel like we're just... Can we really just let them like realize all this equity for, with a free card No, I don't here? think we can. I think betting is, has to be better. It, I agree. A, a, lar- a large part of it is equity denial. A large part of it is kind of the Sean Winter thing of like keeping all of our options open, mm. right? Like Sean Winter played that hand very strangely, but my philosophy on that hand that was that Sean Winter, like a lot of his poker playing is about keeping his options open so he can tell as many different types of stories that he wants. Do you want to tell the listeners what the hell you're talking about? I know you're talking about the Queen 10 hand. But yeah, Sean Winter, three bet big against a very good player. Who yeah. was it? It was uh, Alex Foxen. Was it? Okay. Uh, it was button to big blind yeah, and Sean and, Winter was in the big and blind. And he three bet Queen 10. Yep which is an odd thing to do already. And Foxen called with ace-jack, and it was an ace-10-x board. Yep. And Winter went bet-bet-shove. Yep. Um, when he, never, he didn't improve at all. He yeah. just was turning his hand into a bluff. And it was very difficult to analyze along the way. But ultimately, I, I believed that what Sean Winter was trying to do was just allow himself opportunities to win the hand. Right? Mm-hmm. He was betting small all along the way, just making it so like he could t- still tell all the different stories that he wanted to tell. He wasn't capping himself in any way. Mm-hmm. And I think that was an important part of his play there. Yeah. So there is that type of value here by betting as Brinkenny. I mean, I don't think you're going to be needing to turn this hand into a bluff too often once you bet here. But it at least makes it so you can do things later in the hand that you couldn't otherwise do. We also rate to have the best hand. Yeah. Like, it's not a great hand. We can think of worse hands that can call us to, especially for one street. Denying equity, just taking the pot down right now is is a perfectly good outcome. Yeah, I, I think we should bet. Yep. That's what he does. Good. He bets 145 into a pot of 420. Seems okay. fine. All right. 
Well, here we now, we're Scott Ball. What do we do? We Ace, did it. Ace Deuce of Clubs. We have the nut flush draw. Bryn the Freak Kenny has bet. He bet tiny, too, right? Bet about a third of the pot, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not tiny, but that's small. One more three-handed yeah. and all that. Uh, boy, you know, I kind of want to raise. I got to tell you, I know we were saying all this stuff about if he bets, he probably has a hand, and we're not repping anything. My initial, my initial feeling is like, I don't know, he bet 145 or three-handed. It looks strong to raise. We can have some value. Not a lot. Not a lot, though. but we can have some. And I want to raise this hand, but, but at least it's cheap to call. Yeah, and I think you have to call because of all the things we said before. I know we're here now, and it feels better to raise, but I think those things still apply. And, it, and It's so hard to get any value. The implied odds are so small but by calling Kenny's here. Kenny's not folding this hand, and if he's not folding this hand, that's we're, a problem. Well, he's not folding this hand yet. Are we really going to do this? We're really going to raise and then like on a complete brick, we're just going to bomb the turn? We're going to have to bomb the turn if we're raising this. And we're repping like four combos. We are. If Kenny has a hand like he has, if Kenny has king-queen, he has worse than that, but if it's, it's all the same, really. But if it's king-queen, you know, we've got, we're about 50-50 here. He will have other hands that call us that aren't this good. He can have a nine here, for sure, or two tens, call us once, and fold a lot of turns, right? I don't love that argument, uh. that we're going to get called by all of these hands. <laughs> <laughs> we have ace high. That's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, we're deep enough to be able to make this play and have some wiggle room, which I like. Yes. You know, um, we also, by raising, do knock out any thoughts of whatever Kerry Katz might have going on, unless he has two pair. Like, we're almost always going to just get rid of him. We, that's true. That is, that's nice. But, I mean, uh, the not Flustrad likes playing three ways anyway. It does not hate playing three ways. That is a fair point, unless we hit the ace. But, right. But even then, it's not so bad. Like, like if, if Kerry Katz comes in after we call, he doesn't have, like, Ace five anyway, right? right? Like, and probably not even ace nine. He probably yeah. just folds ace nine. So, like, and he doesn't have ace king ever. So, the ace is not a problem with him being in there. Right. So, all our outs remain pretty clean. You know, it's so cheap. It's a weird spot. We can't really rep much value. We're probably supposed to call, like you're saying, I, I, or you're implying strongly. Yeah. Like, I don't disagree with any of that. So, we are sort of already came to this earlier. And yet my instincts are like, you should raise right now. Well, the thing, I think your instincts are like that because you're not usually playing against Bryn Kenny. So your story doesn't mm. need to have to be as rock That's solid fair. solid as it is. As it does. Solid? Solid, yeah. That? Yeah, okay. rock solid. <laughs> nice. Rock solid, mate. Is that an accent? Oh, it's not just an accent. It's yours. That's, you made it yours. It's a Falcon Islands accent. Um, anyway, so I think, I think calling is necessary against Bryn because the board is not cooperating with you, even mm. though it feels like raising the nut flush draw against an aggressive player yeah. feels right. I think that's true if you're in a $500 field and the aggressive player is not a thinking player. Right. Like, sure, go for it. But this is Bryn Kenny. He's going to call with all the things that you don't want him to call with. I mean, honestly, if Bryn has a five and he bets and we raise, we are repping, from his point of view, one combo of value. That is true. Like, if he has a five, he should call more often probably than if he has a nine. Probably. Yeah, that, that, that's probably true, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's not good. Yeah, I think we all have right, to just call. All right, all right. I agree. I agree. Of course we're supposed to call it. Just, uh, But, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what Scott Ball does. Good job, Scott Ball. That's how you win two bracelets in one summer. You make good decisions. Hell, yeah. All right, Kerry Katz. He's got 940K in front of him. We've got a good top pair, not an amazing top pair, mm-hmm. a medium top pair. Yeah. King 10 on a King 9-5 two-club board. Is this a shimmy, shake, and go? Or is this a let's take it slow? I think we got a shimmy, shake, and go here. I like how seriously you took those options. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what, Grant? I think we've got to shimmy, shake, and go. <laughs> yeah, man. 
I, I do, though. I absolutely do. Like, we are short. This is a wet-ass board. There's two other players. By the way, the pot is now really big from our point of view. Yeah. It's even bigger than it was. Like, we got to take this thing down. If we get called, fine. If we're losing, fine. Obviously, we can sometimes... Right now, we're ahead of both players. Both of them could call us if we shove anyway, um, based on their hands, right? It's possible. Either one or both. Uh, but... Like, whatever. Like, why did we call with King 10 with 17 blinds or whatever, right? Like, this is, this is an ideal spot in some ways. Like, yeah. of course we're raising all in. I what, what's the blind level where you're not raising all in here? The kid is 940 and the pot's 420 before the bet. How many chips do you have to have before you think moving in is just a disaster? Okay, that's a great question. Um, how much did you say was in the pot? Like, well, after, 700? After like the 700, bet, okay. call it 700. 710, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think we have to be pretty, like, at least 35 blinds. I think even 30 blinds, we should probably be just going with it, right? Uh, if there's 700 in there, that's 12 blinds just sitting there. I mean, 30 blinds is a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, you have to think about your playability and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I think 25 blinds we should shove. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't feel great, but I think we're supposed to do 25 Prob- blinds. Probably. Uh, Maybe once we get outside that realm, you can start to say, like like you're saying, like even if I lose this hand, if I don't put a lot of chips in right now, I have the same playability. I'm still good. I have room to do lots of things. And when you're four-handed with 25 blinds in one of these tournaments, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, or 30 blinds. But, yeah, like under 20, like a lot of these guys these days are very much all in or fold at under 20 blinds, you know, yeah. or um, effectively all in or fold at least a lot of the time. You don't have that many moves to make. You have the three-bet all-in play. That's really all you have, mm-hmm. right? Which is fine, but you have that at 15 blinds, too, and like, you know, it's, not, it's not as much to protect. All right. The contestant has chosen Shimmy Shake and Go. You Cleo. Ha- you, ha- you just have to. Cleo, turn the board. Let's see what we get. Let's see what we get. Cleo? Cleo's the oh, assistant. Miss Cleo? No, Cleo's, it's not Miss Cleo. It's Cleo the assistant on the show where the contestant, you, yeah. guesses what's going to happen. Okay. And then Cleo turns around the, the brick thing on the wall that says uh, if you're right or not. Thing. And then it, we get to decide what your prize is. Fabulous. In the prize round later. We'll decide that later. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. So Cle- what happens? Cleo slowly turns the brick around and uh. she has a cardiac event. It's a she. So it is, it is Miss Cleo or it could be Miss Cleo. It's not Miss Cleo. Just because there's a she <laughs> who is a Miss Cleo. But it could be a Miss Cleo, even if it's not the Miss Cleo. It's a, it's a female Cleo. Listen could to be what's happening to, to here. A, there's important things happening here. She had a cardiac event <laughs> in the middle of the board turning, so it's only like partial, it's partially obscured to your oh. vision. You can't tell. So the producers have to tastefully remove her from the set <laughs> while still revealing the answer because yeah. the audience still needs to know. Need to and know. so do you because there's a lot on the line later for you. The prizes include uh, a, a, a half-day pass to Six Flags Ooh. and a, a lifetime supply of sweet tarts. So those I are can sell those. Yeah, those are things that you could really use in your life on eBay. Um, you know what? Thank you for painting that picture so clearly. That feels really right. important. I'm glad they got rid of the body. And now that well, we had distracted them with the prizes for long enough that the producers had managed to turn the brick. But let's now that you've brought it oh. back there, I guess we have to have a whole discussion about it. No, no, no. Okay, what does the board say? It says shimmy, shake, and go. Yeah, the man's a winner. Congratulations. I mean, clearly that's the move, right? You get a half day pass to Six Flags and 
Do I also get the sweet tarts? No, you, you got the. You, you said get... we were going to have a round later where we decide the prizes. It sounds like I, we, the, it sounds the round, like the round the happened prize. in my head <laughs> and it was quick, but it was actually after I said the round was going to be okay, later. Okay, okay. So technically everything That's has fine. been. No, correct. no, no. You're right. Of course. The thing right. about okay, half day pass to Six Flags that is half paid for. You're going to have to pay the other what? half. <laughs> yep. And you're going to have to pay for the cruise gas today to uh, and from the set. Also, <laughs> also, the sweet tarts aren't free. It's a lifetime supply, but you have to pay for them. Yeah, and you have to buy them. <laughs> sweet tarts needs money. <laughs> anyway, all of that means yes. that Carry Cats moved in for 940 right. you, you think this is the right move? I do. I agree okay. with you. Um, you're just like, you sort of like take a side. You're like, getting snap sucks. I'm all in, you know? Yep. Hope Brent has a worse king. That would be cool. Well, he does. Yeah. So what should Bryn do with his okay. worst king? Man, oh man, let's talk about it. So if we're Bryn, what is Kerry moving in with? He's moving in with some draws. Draws, but not weak draws. I don't think he's doing this with 6-7. I don't think he's doing it with Jack-10 or Queen-Jack. No, I don't think he's doing it with any naked gut shots. I think it's only clubs or better. Yep. Okay. Clubs or better, yeah. I don't think he's doing it with a 9. I do not either. I think it's a king. Made hands are kings plus. Mm-hmm. And he can have the two pairs, Yeah, by he the can way. have 5-9 suited. He can have king-9. He can have king five, maybe maybe not off, but certainly suited. Yeah, um, he may have folded king nine off because he's got seventeen blinds, and people do that. Maybe now. people are folding that again. Maybe uh, well, especially when someone else calls. Now the good players are yeah. folding king five again, even though they're getting like six to one. It's confusing to the guy who cares about price. But anyway, that's me. Uh, you care about the price of the sweet tarts because it's pretty high. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I have to buy them. Yeah. So it's a dollar a tart. <laughs> So, but I only eat one tart a day, so it's only a dollar a day because it's a lifetime supply. It's not. You know, okay, yeah, it's a dollar a day. It's a dollar a day. It's fine. It's not so bad. Yeah, it's, it's more than Netflix, but no big deal. <laughs> it is twice Netflix, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'll get a lot of pleasure out of watching other people eat those horrible, horrible candies. The worst candies ever? Maybe the worst wow, candies. Wow, that's ever. a strong take. Yeah, it, it is. But we're not going to do that now. We're not going to do that. We're now. in the middle of something. This here. is actually important stuff. So. Shake, shimmy, and shimmy, shimmy, shake, and go. Yeah, or that already or, happened. Or you, let's take it slow. But we shimmy, shaked, and go. And now we're at Bryn Kenny. Yeah. So we were talking about what does Kerry Cats have that he's doing this with, and we decided it was clubs or better. Yeah, or, or clubs a, or combo draws or a king plus. King plus. Um, we block the kings. That's great. Do we know that Kerry Katz is doing this with all the kings? I don't think we know that. We don't. He's got know a that. bad king. Is he doing it with? Maybe it? not. If he has a good king, sometimes he's shoving pre. So like king queen, that's we can both, eliminate that's both good and bad because that means that when he has a king, it's unlikely to chop for us in the end. Um, but the the bad thing or the good thing is that that means his range is made up of more flush draws percentage wise. Right. There's that. Now we have another thing we have to think about beyond this as as uh, Bryn Kenny, right? And that's there's a guy to our left. Yep. Named Scott Ball who called pre and called our bet on the flop. What is he not folding? What does he call? Because if he's not folding, that's usually trouble for us, right? Yeah, I mean, like king he, queen. I think if we call, is he going to call with king queen? I think so. I think so too. Which is why I advocate for a shove if we're going to put more money in this pot. Mm. How often does Scott Ball have a monster here that he can actually call a shove with? What can he call with besides pocket fives and, and the very the a very unusual bit of nines or kings right. here, right? Like what else can he, if he's got if he decided to call with even the let's say the hand he has, yeah, is he going to call like? effectively 50 blinds having put like four in i don't know that he is i'm not sure he may not yeah so i think i think if we're gonna put more money in the pot which i'm not sure if we should or yet based on carry cat's range but 
Imagine the hands are reversed, which is reasonable. Yeah. Scott Ball would be suited, but whatever. Let's Fine. say he has King-10 suited, and Kerry Katz has ace-deuce of clubs. Right. And it plays exactly like this. Shoving is clearly a really good thing in that scenario, right? We get to, we get to knock out a better king and be up against the naked nut flush draw and uh, have yeah. extra money in the pot. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That would be great. So that sounds like a good deal. There's, po- there's a possibility, by the way, if we shove, that king, even king-queen will find a fold. Right? Yeah. There really is, because you're like, I mean, sure, I'm winning sometimes, but like I've got to be two guys. Someone's got a big draw, so it isn't like, I, you know, isn't like I've got them down to three outs each, almost ever. Does everyone have a king where I'm ahead mm-hmm. with king-queen? Sometimes I'm chopping with Bryn. Sometimes I'm losing to Bryn when he's got ace-king. He can have all the hands, right? He has pocket nines. He's got pocket kings. He's got aces. He's got ace-king. He's got pocket fives. He's got combo draws, which I'm not doing great against, especially when include the fact that Carrie's also in this hand and can have a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, I think a shove is a better play. I think I agree with you. Yeah. At the same point, I would mostly assume we're going to get a lot of folds if we call, right? But, but Ball's going to call with hands like King, Queen, and King, Jack if we call. Yeah, because it's only like 16 blinds. Yeah, right? he's going he's gonna to fold if we shove. Yeah, or at least he's going to at least strongly consider folds. There's a lot of value there. It seems like there's value. Uh, like, how often is Ball really calling a shove? It's just so, un, so infrequent. It's hard to call a shove. It's really hard to call a shove. Uh, yeah. He's only put in, like, he's still got, like, 3 million chips, right? I mean, yeah. he's got a lot of chips. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to call a shove, even with this hand. With ace deuce of clubs, it's really hard to call a I shove. I think it's a fold. I do, too. It's an easy fold. You're like, I mean, what am I doing? I'm flipping here. I'm clearly right. flipping, unless Bryn has... You know, queen jack of clubs. By the way, I'm only doing pretty well against that. He still has, what, six outs plus the straight draw, seven, eight, nine. Oh, it's a nine outs twice. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take that, obviously. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, but still, it's like... I mean, as it turns out, shoving would really just be doing carry cats a favor more than anything yes. by knocking out the major equity against him. But you also protect yourself from, yeah. like, not getting sca- stacked. Later. Like, the three of clubs comes on the turn. We're screwed. Actually, we have the three of clubs in our hand. Yeah. We can't get hit there. But... You know, like a club could come and we could lose a lot of chips that we don't have to lose. We protect ourselves. Getting rid of the guy is a good idea. If we're, if we're going to play this in, do we like shoving better than folding? Right. That's the next question. So I, we, we think a call is, is worse than shoving. Yes. I, you, I hadn't thought about that. I was only thinking call or fold, but I think that's a great question to ask. With, with ball's range being so capped, I think it's better that and way. And Kerry, Kerry has a lot of clubs, as you were saying. Yeah. So, like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. There's a little extra money in the pot because ball called the initial bet. It's, it's a great deal. Cool. So is it better than folding? I think it's really close. I think it's really close. It's hard. I mean, if we think that Kerry's going with all of his club draws, then I think we have to put the money in the pot. I would assume Kerry's going with all his club draws, wouldn't you? Yeah. Doesn't he have to? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's so much better to do that than to call with your shitty club draw, closing the action, and then when a club comes, never get any more money anyway. Like, who's going to pay you off? Yeah. These guys are good. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to pay you off. Uh, so shoving means, yeah, you don't have to get there. And sometimes it gets through. And when it doesn't, you still got your shot at the club. And you get the full double when you hit it. It's way better. So do you agree, then, that if Kerry has all of his club draws, that we should put the money in? He has all the club draws and not a wild amount of kings, yeah. right? Like we were saying. Now, he does have the two pairs. But he doesn't have, like, probably doesn't have king-queen, probably, Probably. I mean, he certainly doesn't have ace-king. No way. Yeah. Um, and he may not have bad kings. He may not even be shoving bad kings. Yeah. Maybe he is. But if he has king-six, he might not shove that. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, so if we're at like, if it's like king eight, king, I don't even know if he's got king eight there, but king eight, king 10, maybe king jack only, and all the clubs on the other side, it feels like we have to call. Yeah. Even though we have the three clubs in our hand. Well, not whatever. call, but shove. We decided. Oh, yeah, shove. You're right. Yeah. And also, we have a king to block a king, and we've got a, but we have a club to block a club. Yeah. But that's still, that cuts down more king combos than right. club combos. I, I, like, okay. I, like put, I like putting the money in. Okay. Bryn does put the money in, but he does it by calling. Yes. Which I, I know he's got a reason for this, but it feels so obvious to me that shoving is better based on ball's range here. I mean, it feels like the reason is... Um, okay. Is the reason to... Keep Scott. I mean, you don't think you're going to keep a worse hand around from Scott Ball if he's got like, what? What is he even? If he's ten nine suited, he's folding. Right, and there's going to be a dry side pot, so there's not value in keeping a draw around. Right. So, Kenny's doing this to protect himself against the shove from Scott Ball, so he can fold his terrible top pair if Scott Ball suddenly is like, I'm all in, and you're like, How no. likely? How likely is that to happen? Where uh, the hand that he flats pre flop and then just calls the the bet on the flop. I mean, it's pocket fives only. It's yeah. three combos. Yeah. So I don't think we should be afraid of that. No. Uh, and if we are that afraid of it, we can just fold. Right. We should, rather than put all these chips in, we should just fold, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I don't like this. So, I don't like this So call. why is he doing this? What's his actual reason? What, what can you come up with? It's it's just, just, I mean, it would, make, it would make so much more sense if he had, if he had ace-king, right? Or king-queen. Where yeah. shutting out Scott Ball has so much less value, it actually right. could hurt you because Ball could have a weaker king now. And you can actually maybe get value in the dry side pot later. Right, right? but by shoving, you're going to fold all those hands out. Right, but with king three, you don't want action from those hands, obviously. And worse hands are folding anyway. Yeah. So what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And, a hand li- and by the way, a hand just like Scott Ball has, if we shove, has to fold. Yeah. And now probably can't fold. Right. Right? Like we can't fold out a monster draw. Right. With, which, for this much. Which isn't a huge deal, actually, at this point. Um, We'd love to fold out that equity, I think. If, but, but then we have to have Carrie also have a draw, and that's less likely. Combina- oh, that's that's combinatorially. A that's you know? a fair point. So yeah, it doesn't matter that much. Okay. Um, it's more about the the better made hands. I yeah. Think. Okay. So I I think this is a mistake by Bryn Kenny. I do too. I do too. Um, it doesn't matter in the end because he's not the guy that Kenny has to worry about having him dominated. That happens to be cats, and you know that's just the way it went this time. And I think it's reasonable to put money in against cats. Just you have to get rid of ball if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He calls. Yeah. And is Scott Ball, can you do anything but call now? Is there value in shoving? Well, let's, let's look at the price we're getting to call, first of all. Okay. Uh, so it's about, it's about 800 to call. It's 800 to call. And how much is going to be in the pot? 2.45 million. So we're getting an immediate three to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot fold. So that's part one, where we can't ever throw our hand away. So the yeah. only question is, are we shoving or are we calling? Like, which is, of course, where you were, what mm-hmm. you were asking. Um, when Bryn calls there, okay, I believe Bryn can call with stronger hands. Yes. Like we were saying, I think he can have king-king, ace-ace, ace-king, like snaps. Yeah. Snap calls if we shove, nine-nine. But he's Bryn Kenny. Clearly, he can have worse hands, too. Now, do we know this is Scott Ball? We may not know. We it may assume he doesn't But does it matter that. that he has worse hands? Like... Is, does folding out king three have any value to us if Bryn Kenny has king it, three? I guess it does. It does if cats can also have a draw, but it's just rare for cats to also have a draw when we have the draw. Right. So the, there is some value in folding There's out some. Kenny. There's some. Um, yeah. Um, the other, oh, here's the other thing. By calling here, let's say we call. Okay. There's, we're, all, we're two million back, and the pot's going to have three million in it, right? Yeah. 
what do we do on the turn? Uh, we're, at, we're first to act. Let's say it's a brick. If it's not a brick, who cares? But let's say it's a brick. We're checking. We check, and Brink can just blow us off the hand. We only got to see one card. That sounds like bad. Don't we want to see both cards? Holy shit, I want to see both cards. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it comes down to how much fold equity, equity we think we have against Bryn's range. Because if we right. don't have much, then I don't think there's much value in shoving at all. I mean, what's Bryn doing with... And it is a dry side pot. What's Bryn doing with King Jack? Let's say he calls... This shove by Kerry Katz. Yeah. We've got Ace Deuce. He doesn't know that. We shove now for 2.2 million. He's two, calling. Two million more. He's calling with King Jack because we only have pocket Yeah, I think, I, think, uh, I think Kenny's yeah, calling I think King, right. King Jack plus. He's calling. Because he's like, I can win this. I can beat both players, right? Yeah. I can beat the, the worst king over here or, or both draws or whatever. And unless this guy's got pocket fives, I can actually afford to lose to Kerry Katz and I still make chips. Yeah. As long as this guy doesn't have pocket fives. And if he yeah. does whatever, like life sucks, it's fine. Yeah, I think he's yeah, calling. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, so if he's calling with King Jack, maybe we don't have a lot of fold equity. Right. But I still hate the idea of putting in this many chips and only getting to see one card. Like, that's awful. It does suck, but it's not always the case. Kenny's going to check it back a lot of the time. He is. He is. Um, I wonder... Now, I, of course, know what's going to happen. So when I say I wonder, I don't actually wonder. Yeah. But, um, but I wondered at the time, I assumed when this happened that Bryn was definitely going to check back the turn once Scott, once Scott calls, because Scott's going to end up calling. Yeah. Um, uh, so Brent Hanks is doing the commentary with Jeff Passan. Sure. I think that's his name. I think I'm saying it right. Um, anyway, Brent Hanks is like, sure, Bryn's betting. Hmm. And he knows these guys, you know, and he's like a good player. And he's like, He's like, Bryn knows exactly where he is. He knows exactly what kind of hand is calling here. He's, he's definitely going to bet and blow this and blow a ball off out of the pot. And I was like, wow, I assumed Bryn was going to check with a hand like this because yeah. it's fucking king three. But it's interesting that Bryn Hanks is so sure he's betting. Then that, that's interesting to me, right? Because if, if we think Bryn's going to bet all of his kings here, now I don't know if I love. Well, spoiler alert, he's not. I know. So Brent was wrong. Yeah. But the, the fact that it was in play was interesting to me, right? Because yeah. I feel like if, we, if he hadn't said that, you and I would be like, well, of course Brent checks. Yeah. But it, it wasn't an of course, even though to us it would seem like, because we would check there. But like apparently Brent absolutely thought it was a bet. He was wrong, but it's in play. Okay. So how do we feel about Ball's call? Right. Well, okay. It can't be that bad. No. Clearly. Um, I don't know, man. Like, we never really make any more chips when we improve, right? It's a big pot already. Right. But I'm just saying, we never yeah. make any more chips when we improve. And we can sometimes get worse hands to fold by shoving. But Katz is already in there no matter what. That's a little piece of it. Right. And That's we don't, true. And we, so we don't get any extra value from that. We don't get the extra value. Because we're only we matching the 940. We can't win the pot. Yeah. It's a, dry, it's a dry side pot. You're right. You're right. That does matter a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess that's enough to call, Yeah, I guess, instead of shove. I think it is. Yeah. If that wasn't the case with the carry being all in and we mm-hmm. can't... If there was stuff to win right now just by moving in, I would be... Yeah, you know, if, you could have, if you could have fold equity for the entire pot, not just yeah. to get Bryn Kenny out of the pot. That's not even fold equity. That's it's, fold player removal. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. We do pick up potentially a little equity by we, doing we, that. By but, equity, re- deny, equity removal. Yeah. 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 Equity so. denial, whatever. But, but still. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But you're so, right, it's not full deck. It's a tricky spot, but I think it, it calling is probably right. Yeah, I think so. All right, that's what he does. Okay. Pots, 3.24 million. I mean, what? So much. That's more than Scott Ball started this hand with, yep. bro. And Kerry Katz is all in for all of it, and somehow he's 
in first place right now. Turn is the eight of hearts. I mean, Kerry Katz has got to be thinking he's dead somewhere, right? Usually, but at least the eight of hearts is a pretty good card for him. Yes. You know, it's not a club. It's not an ace. It's not a, anything else it weird. It should not do anything for anybody. Right. Uh, and ball checks. Of course. Which we said he had to. And guess what? Kenny checks back, so your boy's wrong. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's what I thought. It's weird. Actually, I will say Brent Hanks really thinks, at least the way he does the commentary, he, he talks, especially about Brent, as if Brent always knows where he's at and is often wrong. Huh. Like, like Brent knows exactly what he's doing here. He knows exactly what kind of range this guy has, and then Brent makes a play which shows he absolutely does not know what kind of range this guy has. That happens a lot. So well, Brent if, gives him a lot of credit. Let's think about there, if there is actually a lot of value in betting into a dry side pot as Brent Kenny with his hand. Okay. Well, uh-huh. you get to shut out the draws. Yes, but you're not calling on a club anyway. Right, but you get to... Right, right, right. So then we... You don't win the pot. You have to beat Kerry Katz. Right. And if Kerry Katz is, already has clubs... Yeah, then that has no extra It doesn't value. matter. Yeah. And, if he, and, yeah. and if he has a king, we're probably losing. Right. Right. So, so there's there no actual value. There isn't... It has to be... Yeah. And like, by the way, if Ball has a hand like king-queen here and called... Yeah. Is he really going to fall for, the, for this shove, getting this price? I don't know. I the don't know. The that, only, that's the only value left. The only reason to bet if you're Bryn Kenny now is for value. It's not for equity denial at this well, point. Well, how are we going to... We can't really get value. Right. With king three, we can't. So right. with ace king, I could see it, but... Yes, absolutely. Uh, unless, unless ball's going to make a tight fold with it, you know, but you would think once he calls here, he's probably deciding he's not... I mean, right. but either way, though... Kerry Katz either has us beat already or also has a draw. No, 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 no. I'm saying, think of it, th- switch the hands, though. Okay. Ball has king, queen. Kerry's got the draw. We're losing right now. We yeah. move in. We can fold out a better king. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Because if Kerry has the draw, which is what we assume he has a lot. If we think he's, if Ball's actually going to fold king, queen. That's at this the question. Point. That's what I'm saying. Can, will he fold king, jack suited? That's the question. Because if he can't get him to fold king, jack suited, we should not do this. Yeah. We shouldn't consider it. If he's going to fold king, queen, and king, jack suited, well, it's a, But that's, that's like such a specific plan. We're just like assigning exact hands to players. Sure, but they're, those are the only made hands, really, that ball has besides pocket fives. Yeah. So, you know, and there's more combos of those things. So, actually, they make up a big part of the calling range here, that, the, the, the range that, that I guess ball so. is left with, I think. I guess so. It's probably only King Jack suited and probably King Queen off is my guess. Probably maybe even as King Queen, King maybe. Jack off, but I wouldn't count that. But I think he would play King Queen and King Jack suited just like this. I think you're right. So I don't know. I guess there's a little value there. There's but, some value. But I, don't, he, I don't know if it's enough. But you have to know that he's going to fold too. Oh man, if he doesn't fold, what a disaster! Yeah. What a freaking disaster! Because if he has King Jack, he might not even bet for value on the river, right? He may just check. It's like a big pot. He doesn't want to screw this up. It, it's 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 asking a lot. It's like dancing between the raindrops in a way that even Bryn Kenny doesn't. It's asking a lot for do. sure. Bryn Kenny does try and dance between raindrops yeah. like this, but it is asking a lot, and it's very reasonable to check back. In fact, I think still it's probably the right play. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Rivers the six of hearts. Whoa, no one that did not help anyone. No. So, quick question. Because this is basically over here. Should Ball take a stab? And I don't, I think it's pretty obvious what the answer is, but is there any reason to stab? There is one reason, right? Yeah. And it's if Kerry Katz also has clubs. Right. We can fold out Bryn Kenny sometimes, although that means Bryn Kenny has a king. Mm-hmm. Is Bryn Kenny really going to call with this king when he checks back the turn? I don't know that he is. Um, we could have made some stuff too if we had like weird clubs. We wouldn't have weird clubs. But the, yeah, we the fold equity is only really valuable if we can beat Kerry Katz. Which is right. Rare. We need, that's why we need Kerry to have clubs that did not pair up. Right. Which is you know 
a lot of those clubs did pair up by now. By the way, there's a five, six, eight, nine on the board. So any five of clubs, seven of clubs. Well, there's the five clubs on the board. Any seven of clubs, eight of clubs, six of clubs, nine of clubs yeah. is beating us on top of whatever else Kerry might have. It feels like it's too much. Yeah. There's not that many club combos that it's just surrender time. Yeah, I think so. That's what he does. Kenny Good. checks back. They both lose. Kerry Katz triples up. Kerry, yeah, Kenny checks back. He's like, I might win. Yeah. I beat that hand. I beat the hand that you actually have. That's about it. I mean, I think he also checks back because even if he's not winning against Ball, he's not going to get any oh, value. Of course not. No, he can't. He's or he's not, not, not going to fold a better hand. He is in legit game theory disaster. Yeah. right here, right? Like, I think all, all kings are calling at this point. Yep. They're going to feel obligated to, and all worse hands are folding. So he definitely can't bet. And he, he knows that. And so actually, we're cool with kind of what everything everyone does. Is no, that? we want Bryn to shove the over, oh, over yeah. carries. on the flop. We want Bryn to reshove. Or, yeah, reshove. Yeah. Yeah, and he'd knock out a bunch of made hands. Uh, I'm actually, I'm cool with everything Kerry did and everything Ball did. Hmm. I, think, I think I am too. Yeah. These are a lot of close decisions. Not so much for Kerry, but for the other guys. There's a yeah. lot of interesting close decisions. It's a cool hand. Yeah. And hey, we did it. We, we this hand basically ended on the flop. I guess there are some decisions to be made on the turn and river, but we were we were asked if we would ever be doing any flop only hands on Discord. And, and guess what? And we were worried that it would be too quick. But this is one of the longest podcasts we've literally ever done. Really? Yeah. Wow. Good so, for us. Yeah. Good for us. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.